Serious Life. I am your host, Mark Turka, and joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? Oh, lots of comic book reading Ooh. this uh, past, I don't know, couple weeks. <laughs> couple but, weeks, man, yeah. But it's been it's been just knocking them out one at a time. You, you always get in that flow. Like, yep. There's there's times where I like struggle to get through a book, and then there's times where I just knock them out one at a time, and I've been knocking them out. Like we, I'm going to say this here in the air. Chris and I have decided that we are going to be current on most of the Marvel books. I will say because just recently, we I remember talking about here in the show like six months ago about how oh my god, what is Marvel doing? They're rebooting <laughs> all these books, starting over at number one. But that's the beauty is now you can start over and be caught up on all these books. So we've set it our goal that we are going back to the number ones or, or starting with the number ones and catching up on the majority of the Marvel heroes that are kind of running right now. I think we're doing – I don't know if we're doing all of them. Jeez, we're doing – The major ones. I mean, The major ones. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to I, – I, we talked about this many times. Like, oh, my God, here they go again. Yep. But – I think it's just the fact that they're all starting back at number one mm-hmm. just gives you a different feeling of, all right, like we're all starting back at ground zero and let's all grow with this together. Yep. So, um, and yeah, we're, I'm just, I'm flying through them and I'm not bouncing around. Like I'm, I'm behind on a couple of them. Yep. Um, so I'm finishing that before I go to the next one. And that's I, what I, I've been doing. Yeah. You know what catch, I mean? Catch, so. if I got, you know, four issues like today, actually, well now five issues of Venom caught up on Venom. By the way, which is right. awesome. We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but just <laughs> focusing on that book and then moving on to the next one. So, right. uh, but what's up, everybody? Thank you here for uh, sticking with us. Glad to be back. A little hiatus. Uh, yeah, we're a little bit of a hiatus. A little, took a little trip in the TARDIS. A couple week uh, hiatus. But, but we're back and uh, glad to be here, of course. Uh, you know, like we said, if you listen to our small little podcast we put out, we are going to be doing a comic book club now every week on the show. So that's going to be the second half of the show. Our first comic book club is the Infinity Gauntlet. We're diving into the classic Marvel series. And, of course, it's what the Infinity War movie that came out this past year is based on. But at the top of the show, I will tell you for next week, we will be doing Civil War. So if you've never read Civil War or if you maybe have and want to reread it again, join us next week in the second half of the show where we will be breaking down Marvel's Civil War. So go out and check that out. But, Chris, we're going to start off like we always do, talking yeah. about something that's got us hyped. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, hyped right now coming on air because literally about five or ten minutes before we went on the air, I mm-hmm. finally watched five years later the very first Sharknado. I've never seen Sharknado before. Have you like watched from- it? I've never seen it. 2013's no. epic hit Sharknado. From, from beginning to like you, you was this planned? Was it like it was, oh Amanda, like Sharknado's on tonight? No, we got to watch was, that. Or this past weekend, Sharknado, the final Sharknado was on uh, Sci-Fi. It was number six, and they go back okay. in time to stop the original Sharknado so that none of the Sharknados happen. Right? Because of course okay. that makes sense, right? Yeah. So. My kids saw it and they said, oh, what is this? So we started just joking about it. Well, Sci-Fi had an epic like 12-hour marathon showing them all. So we recorded every single one. Right. And my father-in-law is here from uh, from New York. So we said, you know what? Let's dive into the first Sharknado. Oh so in two sittings, we watched that first movie. It, it's it's as terrible but yet amazing as you, th- you think it is. It is that. <laughs> It Your is father-in-law is never going to want to visit again because <laughs> no. he's like, every time we go down to Charlotte, we're watching Sharknado. <laughs> so, hey, glad glad you came down all this way. Let's uh, watch oh, some Sharknado. Man. 
But um, I was literally texting so, you before we went on. I said, man, I might be a little bit late. And the reason was that because was why I was watching Sharknado and we had to you get to the end of pull Sharknado. yourself away from Sharknado <laughs> to come record this show. That's how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sharknado is like Doctor Who, where it's like, well, I take that back. Doctor Who is, seems like it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Sharknado has some, some rough, rough CG effects, man. Now, the one that's always associated with Sharknado is Tara Reed, right? Tara Reed and Steve was from Battle she... Oh, that's right. It's him, him with the chainsaw, man. There's the final moment. Spoiler alert for Sharknado. A giant great white shark comes flying through the air. He holds the chainsaw up, goes into the shark's mouth, right. and the shark falls down. Everybody's sad. Tara Reed, hands on her head. Oh, my God, he's dead. Right. He, chainsaw comes out of the gut, and he cuts himself <laughs> out with the chainsaw at the very end. It's so great. And then he goes to the peach pit. and Yep. There you As go. a milkshake. Yeah, and his friend so does drugs. Is there like is there like one like alpha shark in the show? You no. know, like in like like uh no. Gremlins, there was like Stripe. Spike but, or Stripe, know, Spike, whatever his name was, yeah. Yeah. Stri- yeah. Nope. There's not like okay. Nope. Right. The only thing you could say is this this shark probably would be. You've never you you actually see the shark one time before that, and that's when his daughter is in a helicopter with her, you, I guess it's, it's not his daughter. I'm sorry. It's a girl at the bar that he works with that is uh-huh. in a helicopter being flown by his son. And they're throwing made bombs <laughs> that they got from the hardware store into the Sharknado to try to disperse it. And she falls out of the helicopter and gets eaten by a shark. You think she's dead for about 15 minutes. And then at the end, when he cuts himself out of the great white shark. Yeah. He comes out and then he goes back into the shark and pulls her out of the shark. What? (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) Sharknado, man. Oh my god. I I had a question and I I just lost it after that. Uh, It's the worst edited movie ever. There's like at one point it's a downpour. The next second it's just a sunny day in LA. Like it's it's so so terribly great. Is this just like a, a regular. Dude, I mean, they. What? No, they, they just make it out like it's just a really bad storm. And suddenly the sharks just start coming onto the to the land. It floods a lot. So they get all into the uh, just land in L.A. And then these water spout tornadoes start coming and they're so strong that they bring the sharks up. But like, you know, what we need we, we need a mashup between Sharknado and Hurricane Heist. Yes. And put those two movies together. <laughs> Hurricane NATO. Yeah, you'll make $27 off that movie. Uh, enough about Sharknado, man. But I just mm. I just thought it was hilarious. I've never seen it. And I remember when those movies came out, just the just buzz that was happening. Everybody was all about it. And, and But we got them all, so I'm going to tear are, through it. The I was just going to ask you that. Like, six are you... or whatever. What do you call it? Like, instead of a trilogy, it's like a... I think it's a double trilogy, isn't it? If <laughs> double it's a... trilogy. I was going to ask you, are you going to continue? Like, is the first yeah. one oh, yeah. so That's bad? Like, my, you can't kids go love, my daughter wants to see The Meg. Have you seen that preview for The Meg? I've seen previews for she it. She wants yeah. to go see that. So that's why we kind of, that's what like brought her to yeah. Sharknado. And then, so I think the funny it. thing with Sharknado is like, as it goes on and it got more like cult following, like, you get like a ton of uh, like random. Like cameos and all in yeah. these movies. Yeah, I think the next one's in New York. So like all the Today Show, like Al Roker's on it. And is he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. yeah. Wow. All right. So, 
What you so got for it, us, man? It doesn't come recommended, is what you're saying. But or should you no, see it? So no, I know. I think you should. My guess, my guess is the the ones in between here now or the ones moving forward are gonna be bad because they're almost intentionally going yeah, for it. Where I think it seems like this movie just came out of nowhere, and even though maybe it was intentionally dumb, yeah, like it, it just struck a chord, and now it's just gonna be like, all right, well, we see what you're doing there now. We it's just okay. everything's gonna be expected now. I think when it happens. All right. So. All right. Well. <clears throat> Sticking with the uh, television stuff, uh, streaming services, two shows that we both kind of got into. One's on Hulu, one's on Netflix. Which one do you want first? Uh, give me the Hulu first, because I think the we Hulu. talked about the first episode on the last Enthusiast Life. I think we did. We did. Or it least... was Castle Rock. Yes. And that is now on episode seven, which you said you did not watch I yet. haven't seen the latest, not right, this so week. So we won't no. go into that. It's insanely bizarre that specific episode um and the show is now starting to turn it's starting to pay off like it's been a slow burn it has up until now and it's not bad but um do you think you'd be watching this if stephen king's name wasn't attached to it probably not right i don't think so because it's it's such a slow burn but you keep thinking or i keep thinking in the back of my head like this is based on stephen king characters which by the way for those that aren't familiar if you're not familiar what it is um it takes place in castle rock which is a location in the stephen king books um, Shawshank is in there, Shawshank Prison. Um, there's references to Cujo. One of the girls is somewhat psychic and talks about her crazy Uncle Jack, who is at a ski resort hotel, who clearly is, you know, uh, Jack Nicholson from The Shining, yeah. who, you know, killed his family because she mentions killed the family. So in the back of my mind the whole time, it's like this may be a slow burn, but it's based off of a Stephen King universe. It's got to be. There's going to be a payoff. There's going to be something, right? That's, yeah, and, and I think, I don't know, do you know how many episodes this season is? Did you see that know. anywhere? I don't know either. I would assume probably uh, 10 or 12. Hulu usually goes for like 10. Yeah. But, you know. Um, and so so where it is right now, it like the, uh, the last maybe 15, 20 minutes of episode six, moving into this episode, the show's completely turned. Completely wow. turned. And it and now it's going into that like psychedelic realm and um, it gives you and that's the mastery of like Stephen, even though he's not the one writing this. I'm sure, yeah. his, you know, his hands are all over it. Um, it gives you answers, but you still have no idea what the outcome of this show is going to be. There's so many storylines going on. This season, uh, episode seven focuses on just um, his mother. OK. Uh, Rose, right? No, mm-hmm. not Rose. No, is it Rose? I'm thinking Rose from Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. Thinking Rose. <laughs> uh, whatever her name is, Sissy Spacek, her, yeah. her character. It focuses all on her, and it's bizarre as hell, man. So um, if you like Stephen King, if you like mystery that you just cannot solve, um, and you're just along for the ride, absolutely dive in. But be prepared for a slow burn. But when things happen, they're amazing. They happen, yeah. Yeah, there, there's some really, shocking really moments even early on. Like the ending, what was the ending of, was it episode three or four at Shawshank? Like that whole thing like was kind of unexpected. There's a character, seems a little bit torn. You could tell he's struggling kind of with what's happening, but I mm-hmm. did not expect what happened to him to happen at all. And it, yeah. it's just like a whoa. Yeah. They just did that and it ends. In, yeah. And if the way Hulu releases their shows is they don't dump them out there. They usually go, um, you know, week, go week to week. And I think though with Castle Rock, they did put, was it the first two or three they threw up? First and then now, three. Yeah, now, now it's been every week. Yeah. Um, but that that episode, it was just like, man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next because it was. Uh, and they and that's really the last they've mentioned Shawshank. 
Like they haven't yeah, gone back yeah. to it since yeah. then. So, hmm. so um, yeah, that show's hitting its stride. And all I watched was one episode, but I love it so far. You're an episode and a half in. You're not loving it so far. Yeah. And that is Disenchantment on uh, Netflix, which is Matt Groening's yep. new baby. Um, and I knew, like, when I I didn't I never even heard about this. I didn't, I didn't know either, man. When anything. you said it, I was like, what? Because I loaded up a Netflix app, and that was like the you know they always have that premiere yep. thing right at right as soon as you load it up. And dude, it it was Simpsons characters, and I'm like. This tell. has got to be something from him. If it's not, it's a complete knockoff of The Simpsons. <laughs> and obviously it was something that he created. And I, I just watched the one episode, but I love it. It's just – and I think the reason I love it is because it's the total opposite of Castle Rock. And I'm not trying to compare those two shows. It's just <laughs> Castle Rock. You have to sit there and watch yeah. and you don't want to miss anything. This is just – stupid fun it it it's, doesn't take itself seriously it's just a cool old time tale and like what era like see i, I think roman for me, era something you know like my that. it looks awesome i love the music too by the way the music is like great music's it's, great it's very very cool and some of the i mentioned to you the other day like you could tell where they use like almost computer graphics to create kind of the castle scenes or like these background 3d scenes that look really cool but like that's the thing like it's it's kind of a Take, takes place in the old time, but they're still somewhat making modern day yeah. pop culture jokes. And that to me was where it just didn't, I don't know. I told you the other, I watched like half of the first episode. I was like, man, it's, it's just cheesy. I can't really get into it. But I tried to kind of force my, I forced myself through the first episode. I got about halfway through the second. And I told you just before we went on the air here, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just yeah. not, I just, as of right now, can't invest myself. And my gauge for that is how, how long can I sit there and not pick up my phone and check and Twitter just, or check my email or in this phone didn't last or this show didn't last that long. Like I, I kept going for my phone and I was like, man, right. I, I got to stop for right now. But, um, I like I characters. It. Characters are cool. Um, and I just, I don't know where it's going to go. Like what's really, I think point? it can go anywhere. And that's the thing. Like I, it, it can be whatever it wants to be. Like the, the, yeah. the main premise is, uh, you know, the, the king of this, uh, who, by the way, I love his, the king is funny. Who is that? Who I don't that know, voice? but his voice is great. So oh, he's the yeah, king of this. Yeah, yeah. He talks to his voice is all raspy. <laughs> and he's married. He's forced marrying his daughter. And obviously yep. she doesn't want to get married. So nope. she Beans it's, it's like space balls almost like she mm -hmm. she hightails it out of there and meets up with this uh, elf who leaves his community, which this elves in this little community, they don't do that. They've never done that for thousands of years or whatever. Nope. So he he's the one little elf that just wants to see what's on, Elfo. you know, what, what else, else the world has to offer him. Their names are great. Like Returno was one. He, <laughs> yeah. he was the one that did the go away, names, yeah, Clearly a knockoff like the Smurfs or whatever is funny. Yeah. Yep. So they meet up and who's oh, the other one is like the 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 princess's like demon. Her inner demon. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the characters that are on. They're just going wherever they want to go. And that's the thing. Like it can do whatever it wants to do. I really think like I wonder how much he's putting into this. Is he know. just doing this for like it's, he wants to tell one specific story and then it's <laughs> over with because you can make this thing. You can have them go on these adventures and these quests if you really wanted to do that. And there's no rhyme or reason to the show. Nope. It, it doesn't have to be she she's escaped her marriage like she's escaped that so that's over and done with i can't imagine that's going to sustain over seasons that just, she's 
getting yeah. away from being pulled back just to get married. I think they're just going to run into random people along the way. It's almost going to be like a Lord of the Rings, but there's there's no ring that they have to destroy. It's just they're out and about. The, I mean, this I'm, I can't remember the second if it's the first. Does she get back to the main town at the end of the first? No, the very end of the first one, they're falling off the cliff and they're like okay. mid-flight. Yeah. All right, because she so, ends up back at the town in the second one. Okay. And she's like so, stuck again back at the town. So everything I just said doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. That's why, that's why I'm like I watch it and I'm like, she's back. Like I, that's what I thought it was gonna be like. This we're on this great adventure and it's like, right. nope, she's back. She's stuck. Stuck. In, so are, I'm. That's okay. what I'm wondering. Are we are we stuck with this cast of characters constantly in this town? And like that, you know, you think about really that's all The Simpsons is, right? Like the only time they ever go anywhere is out, out to Shelbyville, which is never anything. It's about yeah. the cast of characters in, in the town. Springfield. That's what The Simpsons is about. And really, I mean, that's what Futurama is. I mean, Matt Groening, <clears throat> he went present day with The Simpsons, went to the future with Futurama. Now he's going to the past yes. with Disenchantment. So it's like right. if he can, if he can build those characters, and those characters are something you can invest yourself in, or yeah. I mean, that's what the glory of the Simpsons is, is that all these characters, you feel like you know them and then they're just in these little adventures. So maybe that, you know, maybe that's really probably just for me. I'm just not invested in the characters yet, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I need to get. So I, I'm, I'm going to get through it. I, I'm, I'm keep telling myself cause I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I love the yeah. Simpsons and just yeah. even just the animation of this show is, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. But I just, I got to get invested in the characters. And as of right now, I'm just, I'm not, I, I'm not, I, just, I love the I, king. I, I did. I don't know what it is. I love the king. Yeah. I don't know why. It was the total opposite. I just got into it right away. And and because we always do. We watch these like serious things, these dramas yep. and like these things that are really like taxing to you. And every once in a while when something comes along that is by somebody that has the pedigree that he does. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll give this a chance. And it's just it's simple. I think I I've been know. watching too much Voltron, man, on Netflix. And to go yeah. from that into this, which, oh, God, dude. Yeah, I'm not even going to talk about it. Season seven is great. God, the show, man. I don't even know yeah. where it's going to go now the way it ended, but it's, it's phenomenal. Right. All right. <sighs> Speaking All right. of kind of old, I don't know what you want to say, castles and, and knights and all that stuff. I've right. been playing a game and I don't want to talk about this too long, but there is a new release for this game. And, and uh, honestly, it's kind of why I haven't really been playing a lot of destiny uh, lately is my brother-in-law's brother, so I don't even know what he is to me. He's yeah, what is that? Brother. Brother in is your I don't know. Brother in law once removed or something? Nope. He plays <laughs> he plays one game and has been playing this one game literally for the thirteen years that this game has been out. And it's the only game that he plays. I give you PC? one guess. What? PC? PC. Uh he is a diehard for this game. And it's a game that I've dabbled in at launch. Kind of went in with some free trials. And then was, uh, yeah. Any guess? No. World of Warcraft. Oh my God! The latest expansion came out. It was uh, <laughs> sixty bucks, and for the first time ever, which this is kind of dumb why they've never done this. If you buy the expansion, you get thirty days game time, which they never did that. And mm-hmm. then you get you get a boosted character to max level. And I said, you know what? Screw it. Like I, I talked to him a little bit about it. He's like, man, hop on. You know, we have a great time. I've just gotten lost. Not even in in like the the combat or anything like that because it's still i mean it's a 13 year old game so they they've simplified things but the combat still is you know press two press three press four you're just kind of going through your rotations that game now because it is so big 
Dude, it is so much fun just to go around that world and see. I mean, it, now it really is the world of Warcraft. Like, I've had <laughs> so much fun just hopping in there and just exploring everything that's around really? there. I actually did a raid. I just found, like, a raid pickup group I did. I And now that the new expansion is out, uh, I've been kind of dabbling in that. But I'm not really, like, committing myself like I, you know, do with Destiny or anything like that. But I was like, you know what? 30 days. I'm waiting here for the new Destiny expansion to come out, which is in a week and a half. I got nothing else to play right now. Right. I'll, you know, I, I, most games I buy for $60, I'll play for a week. This thing I've literally been playing, I think I have now six days left on my subscription, and then I'm done, and then I'm just going to be out, play Destiny in a week and a half, maybe some point come back. But I've had an absolute blast playing World of Warcraft because it's really? it literally is a world, that which it always was, but for me to go in and all that content be new to me, it's super cool, super, super cool. Yeah, it's never. I never really thought the game went away. I mean, uh, but yeah, it, no. it, it's never. Um, you know, when it was capturing everybody, and you know, South Park did their episode on it and everything. Yeah, like it, it was. It was huge. And and like I said, like I never. It's just not one of those things that I think about anymore. Mm. So not that I thought it went away, yeah. but I just didn't. I, I I don't give it much thought and. I, it didn't even come to my mind when you yeah. were. And you know you what? Know. Honestly, one of the big reasons I got into it, I was talking to him a little bit, and then I didn't know much about the Warcraft lore, but they mm -hmm. put out their their lead up to this new thing, which is called Battle for Azeroth, which is like Azeroth is a world where they fight, where the the Horde and the Alliance fight. Which, if you're familiar with World of Warcraft, you know you pick your side. Are you the humans? And they're not all humans, but kind of like the good guys or the bad guys. But even if you are mm -hmm. the bad guys, they still have honor, and you know they they kind of make their story good. Well. This expansion is supposedly pitting the two against each other, and the buildup, every week they put out a quest in the game for people to do, and it ended with a trailer. And there's a the woman in the game, in the lore, who is the head of the, the horde. Supposedly, I, I don't even know if they, people have found out yet, because they're kind of trickling out some of the stuff for this expansion, but kind of seems to have gone out of her mind a little bit. And rather mm. than do the honor of the horde, where the horde normally would say, we will go fight the Alliance honorably and you'll go for the Horde. And, you know, they go out and they start fighting. She went to where there are these elves on the Alliance. And they, when you start out as this character class, you start in this giant tree. And it's, it's you know, it's a beautiful tree. Kind of like you would see in like Lord of the Rings where like Gladriel is, you know, when they go in, in the original, um, the first Fellowship of the Ring. And she gives them like the light and all that stuff and the, the invisibility cloak. Kind of looks mm -hmm. like that. She brought the Horde in this, in this, um, uh, CG thing there and basically said let's burn it to the ground and okay. threw a torch and burnt this tree to the ground and there were people that have been playing World of Warcraft for 12-13 years that aligned themselves with the horde that were so pissed saying that is not something that they would do that like the horde wouldn't do that but the leader of the horde just burned down murdered you know in the lore of Warcraft murdered elfish children like all these things Return yeah, exactly. Return. I mean, literally, dude. Like from disenchantment. Yes. If somebody came and burned that tree down, or or the Keebler elves, somebody came right. and burned it down for no reason. So Blizzard said that that week they had more people because you can pay to transfer your allegiance. It's like thirty dollars or something. More people that week than ever before paid thirty dollars to say, "I no longer want to be a horde character. I want to be an alliance character." And actually paid. People were pissed. So when I, I just kind of saw that, oh I was like, God. man, like something's going on with this story. And then like the next week, I was able to kind of jump into the quest. And it's cool, man. It really does have a neat little lore and story to it. But 
I just thought People that was awesome. that, that like, mad just, about a just, tree burning that they paid hey, $30 to... Hey, if you've been playing the game, I mean, imagine... I, you know what? I'll let's put it this way: how people feel about the handling of Luke in the Last Jedi. Some people felt very offended by that. Yeah, oh, it yeah. would almost be the same way, right? I mean, those people I think are out of their minds. And they but, are. You know, that's wow. kind of the same same situation. I think. So, so did uh, Blizzard <clears throat> do this? With the anticipation that they were going to make a ton of money. Well, that see, and then that's where you hear all of the theories of like, oh, they right. did it on purpose because of that. But supposedly, story-wise, there is going to be a reason. I don't think it's paid off yet um, because yeah. I haven't finished. Like, there is like you know, quest story quests you can go through, and I haven't finished them all. But I think it's all going to end in the raid, and the raid hasn't even released yet for the expansion. Right. So at that because, point, I think the answer will come because the tree will <clears throat> miraculously grow back. And then they'll make double money because people will transfer back, <laughs> back. over to. Right. But see, that's what's yeah. cool. When you go now to that area in the game, off in the distance, there's the tree smoldering and burning. And the whole area that used to be this lush forest is just mm -hmm. ash fallen and there's fire all over the place. So, like, the world changes because of things. So, it's, just, it's cool, dude. Okay. I think it's really neat to see things like that happening in video games. And, you know, of course, World of Warcraft is the first to really kind of bring that to the forefront. I think it's awesome. Right. Are you going to be able to give it up like when your 30 days is up or when destiny days, releases a thing. it's basically going to end and i have about four or five days before the destiny expansion comes out so i'll be all right i'll be good <laughs> you I, got okay? destiny. I got destiny man i'm good uh, all right i'm good you're i got comics you're gonna go back to it no, I know you well, at well. some point dude, i'm not going back but <laughs> i got destiny and spider-man which that's that's yeah, the debate like, right now is it's like I'm, i mean i'm getting both what do i right? do what am I going to do, Chris? September 4th, Destiny comes out. It's a Tuesday. Comes okay. out. I'm, I'm playing the new expansion, hosting yep. a Destiny podcast. Got to yep. be diving in there. Three days later, Spider-Man comes out. And all I want to do right now, if you ask me, is play Spider-Man. That's all I want to do. So or, or really just World War, of War, Warcraft. Who am I kidding? War, War, <laughs> Spider-Man. It looks God, it looks man. so good. It looks like oh, yeah. Spider Man. I think that's going to be the first sixty dollars game I'm going to purchase in, in maybe since Destiny, the first one. Yeah, that's right. Could it be. probably is. Yeah, probably is. I mean, did you I see? Can't. I don't know. I've, I think I sent you the trailer. The one trailer, and it's like J. Jonah Jameson talking, and it's like, here's the things you can do in the game, and and it's supposed to be like Peter Parker calling him, like telling him all the things, and you just right. see the free roam. Like that oh. game is going to be so much fun. Not even to do the story, just mm -hmm. swing around New York. Climb yep. to the top of the Empire State Building. For, for what is, reason? Which is yeah, what I did with Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. Grand Theft so Auto, great. I spent like hours just, oh, there's a big tall building over there. I'm going to go to the top of it. And maybe yep. I'll hijack a plane and just crash it or just jump off of it because I want to. I don't know if this you can game. do that in this game. I no, might be that. I, I, I but, don't you can do that, no. But, but I'll be able to jump off probably. Yeah. Oh, you will. No, yeah, and I think then, they showed it, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Man. And they've even shown like, you know, just little things happen in the world where you could just be sitting in a building and oh, some there's a guy stealing a purse. Go get him. Go get, it has nothing to do with the story. Just it's the world. It's this living world. It looks so much fun. Oh, man, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to play it. I know. Uh, but all right, let's move on here to some comics. We said it here at the top of the show. We are diving through a lot of the new releases that Marvel is putting out. And I, I have a feeling that moving forward, there's going to be a lot of Marvel discussion here in the show. The comic book club, we are going to stick to... Um, all comics. So we, we we asked you guys send us some of your lists of series or more more or less story arcs that we should be uh, talking about that you want us to talk about here on the show. Our good buddy Gary Slade Steel um, did go in and gave us a big list 
but we mm. also want some more. So send those to us at the or theenthuselife at gmail.com, or you can send us on Twitter or Instagram at theenthuselife. Let us know what story arcs you want it to go through. But like I said, Marvel, we're diving in right now. These books are, honestly, I think Marvel's kind of getting back on track with, by starting kind of these arcs over. There's some yeah. interesting th- things happening in some of these books, and they are tying some of them together. But uh, which one do you want to start with first, Chris? I really want to talk about Cosmic Ghost Rider. Go for it, man. I really do. Um, and I'm really glad I mentioned this to Gary for him to read it because <laughs> it's actually the other way around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, but, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, Donnie so, Gates. So, yeah, man. And and that it's it's showing this guy's like range because he's also writing Venom, the Venom series. And that's obviously serious. This is the total opposite <laughs> end of that. Like this is like it, it it's like a comedy type of series. That's it's awesome. so good. And you, you, you probably if you want to get into it, it's only two issues in. You should definitely go back and read the Thanos uh, series that came out that he I mean, read the whole thing if you want to. I think it's it's 18 uh, issues. He wrote the second act of it, which I think started at 13. So 13 through 18 is his story. I think it was Jeff Lemire who did 1 through 12. So those are obviously amazing too. Where Cates took it in that second half was amazing. Yeah, and he's oh, yeah. gone on record to say – he's gone on record to say like you know he threw all these things out there at Marvel that he wanted to do. And they said yes to all of them, That's which awesome. at that time Marvel wasn't really doing like they they didn't they were like, uh, you know, interacting storylines and stuff like that. And it, I mean, we've talked about it on the show. Marvel was just off their game back then. Mm-hmm. This was last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and and he had a singular uh, topic, which was Thanos. And he created this story, which was amazing. Yeah, he brought in a couple characters, but not in the way you think. And one of the characters he brought in was Ghost Rider. And you find out that it's not Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider. Or it is, is actually – <laughs> it is Ghost Rider, but it's actually Frank Castle. Right. Uh, who, A.K.A. The Punisher. The Punisher. So The Punisher is actually Ghost Rider. And in that series, it, there's one uh, issue where it, it kind of goes back and kind of tells you how he became – Ghost Rider and stuff like that, which is really cool. So in this story arc, in this series, um, it kind of takes off right at the after all that has happened in Thanos, that se- when that series ends. So he basically is in, is immortal, and he's on uh, the planet with um, what's it? Loki's father. I can't remember his name's escaping me right now. Yeah, I know you're talking about but Odin, Odin. Odin with Odin. Yeah. And he's just like, he he can't have fun because he can't kill anything there because they're all immortal. So like he 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 gets into this disagreement with another god and he knows he can't kill him. So he just like lops his nose off, and he's like, well, he's gonna remember that I lopped his nose off because I can't kill him. So that's gonna have like an effect. So Odin yeah. basically is just like he goes, all right, you're you're not getting what you should get here. This is supposed to be like bliss for you. It's not what you want. Where do you want to go? I'll send you. I can send you anywhere in the universe. I will send you anywhere you want to go to make you happy. And he thinks about it and he goes, you know what? He goes, send me here and send me back to Titan. So he sends him back to Titan when Thanos is a baby. So he can (laughs) kill Thanos as a baby. But he can't bring himself to do it. And I think part of that might be because I don't think Marvel wants to be known as the publisher that That killed killed a baby. So he kind of takes him and he's like. He's he's wants to raise him now. And he's like, maybe I can change him. Maybe I can change Thanos 
to grow up to not be this mad demon. And he's already Thanos already he, he's a baby, but he's old enough to like talk. So he knows what's going on. He's not like an infant and he's just like gaga goo goo. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's yeah. having conversations with Thanos. <clears throat> and uh he, when he when he kinda like just can't pull the trigger, he's like, Well, he goes, Let's see it like Thanos jumps out of the baby crib and like starts attacking him and he's just like, How are you like this already? Like it's a great <laughs> It's a great comment. I got to read it, dude. I haven't read it yet. So, like, he's like, I'm going to try to change you. I'm going to try to raise you better. So, the first thing he does is takes him to a bar. (laughs) It's so funny, man. And, uh, like, Galactus comes back. Because remember in that series, like, when the world was ending, like, he met up with, like, Galactus. Yep, yep. And they they were buddies before they even found Thanos. And Thanos Mm -hmm. killed Galactus. Yeah, because he he was the, uh, what do you call it, what the Silver Surfer was, right? He was, like, the... Yeah. Isn't that what Ghost Rider was? He was kind of the bearer would, like, go go to the planets for Galactus, essentially, and then come... Right, right. Then he would show up. So uh, what happens is, like... um, he goes to Galactus and, and he's like, you know, I'm, I want to try to raise this. I want to try to raise Thanos. And Galactus is like, nah, give, give me the baby. I'll kill it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, man, he's like, I'm going to keep it. So a watch, the watcher shows up or a oh watcher shows up and he's just like, the watcher's like, uh, you know, I came to prevent you from making the biggest mistake in history. And he's like, there's what there's no mistake like this I'm, <laughs> I, I can be a father to this baby and dude it just i gotta a, read it the and and what's awesome about it is the art style um it goes along with that like comedic value of the series uh-huh um it, it's almost like uh it's better but it's almost like a samurai jack oh really type. okay yeah it's like huh because like the covers really, don't reflect that. I mean, I'm sure it's different no, no, guy no, no, doing no. the covers. Yeah, the covers look more like what you would think it would be. But that's funny no. if that's... Yeah, huh. it has like a funny value. But man, dude, it's... You forget that this is the Punisher acting <laughs> like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have to read it. It's All right, I'm like, going to. That's you're, my plan, you're, you're man, tomorrow. It's two issues. You Hit will fly through them because you are just so hooked on the banter back and forth. And That's great. And baby Thanos, uh, it's just it's. You gotta get a baby Thanos tattoo. That's what you need. Yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely awesome. get into so it. I it's wonder if there's story. gotta be. Is somebody making like a T-shirt? That would be a great T-shirt because it'd be real timely right now. Like people know Thanos from from the Infinity yeah. War. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of, of uh, Donny Cates, and just the other work we mentioned, Venom. I think what he's yep. doing with that series is awesome too. I mean, clearly, Cosmic Ghost Rider is where he's putting in the funny side and the comedy, but with the Venom series and you've only read about the first issue. Um, yeah, I don't want to go too deep good. into it, but you've kind of find out there's a, the big bad right now of the story arc is I think his name is null. And he, he is the guy that basically created the symbiotes like mm. thousands of years ago. He is the guy who's created them and he's the God <clears throat> of all the symbiotes. And you find out that the symbiote that we know that Eddie Brock has isn't just the first symbiote to fall to earth. There were other ones in the past. And so he's really diving deep into just the lore of the symbiotes. I mean, we've always just kind of thought it was, Hey, this, mm-hmm. you know, alien creature from space came here with, with Spider-Man and bonded itself to Eddie Brock. And that's the symbiotes. And then, you know, when they did the, um, uh, what spider verse and, or not spider verse. Well, I think it's kind of a part of it, the venom verse. And there's all these different venom characters or and symbiotes and that out there, but this is really going deep to find out the origin of it. And I think it's cool that they gave Donnie like the task and said, do it. Like you come mm-hmm. up with it, figure it out what it is. 
Um, so it's pretty neat. You know, I, I don't want to, again, spoil too much about it, but it is, there's some cool moments. Uh, there's some brutality in there, some pretty sick, gross, uh, gross moments yeah. uh, of Eddie in there, especially one scene where, I mean, he just has like a hole blasted in his chest and the symbiote just like heals him and you see it like crawling mm-hmm. through his ribs and all that. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And then I, I saw Gary put up the one shot <coughs> of him with the wings. You find out that, oh, yeah, um, that he has crazy. these other abilities other than just the symbiote thing. There's one picture. It looks like Venom is almost a gargoyle, like flying over Gotham City almost, it looks like, just flying. I mean, it's it's so cool. Really? So, yeah, he's doing some really neat things, I think, um, with the character, oh, which yeah, we haven't really seen before. Um, speaking of Venom, I want to talk about Spider-Man real quick, too, the Amazing Spider-Man uh-huh. series, uh, which hit issue 800 of a while ago, right? I mean, it's been, what, four or five issues now, I think, ago. Yeah. Um, but that whole writing team now that, that's on that, they're sending that in a weird direction. And what they've done is they have him go see Dr. Connor, who is the guy who um, is the lizard. And Spider-Man, he's working on the machine that basically made the radioactive spider back again at the school because Peter Parker has to go back to school. You find out he plagiarized uh, Dr. Octopus, so never really got his uh, doctorate degree because somebody's come up with this this thing where it can go over all your work and see if you've plagiarized something. So they take away his degree. <laughs> he no longer works at the Bugle. He's gone. He's back at having to just go back to school. So he goes okay. back to school, meeting with the lizard, who now can turn into a lizard or Dr. Connor at any moment, which is just kind of a weird thing. And throughout the course of the first book of this arc, he gets zapped by the thing that caused the spider to be radioactive real briefly. Nobody realizes it but himself. And what happens is he becomes two, one part of him being Spider-Man and one being Peter Parker. The Peter Parker has no superpowers. But Spider-Man has all the powers in the world. And kind of the lead up to this was him saying, I want to have a life with Mary Jane. And, you know, there's always that conflict. Even Mary Jane has this conflict of, you know, I, I want to be with you, but I know you're Spider-Man and you, ha- you have that responsibility. I want you to do that, but I want you to be with me as well. And he's like, you know, I just I wish I could live this lifestyle. Well, now he can. He can be P- just regular old Peter Parker and Spider-Man so he- can still exist and go do his thing. But as the book goes on, the Spider-Man is he's getting he's wearing like all these like advertisements for like shoes oh, and he's doing really? like all these so he's like just living that lifestyle and not being the humble Spider-Man that Peter was. And then Peter in this latest issue is getting a little upset, like, you know, what well, wait a minute, like I want to be doing that again. I don't like just being just this average person. So he tries to sit down with Spider-Man and say, Hey, you know, we need to figure out what's going on. And Spider-Man wants nothing to do with it. And then Sp- he it comes out in conversation that Spider-Man has forgotten about uncle ben because because he says to him peter says you know with with great power comes great responsibility remember when that was told to us and he was just like by who and he's like what do you mean by who like you know who what happened and why we became spider-man why we we saved people you know uncle ben when he got killed and he's like who's uncle ben oh wow so something's going on there and then dr connors you find out they were doing an experiment with this on mice and there were two mice that were created and you kind of find out one of the mice is going a little crazy and then at the end of the issue both mice are dead and Connor's like, we got to oh. stop this experiment. It just killed the mice. We don't know. So that's kind of where it ends. So you don't like, all right, well, are, is Peter and Spider-Man both going to die? Like, what's it, where's wow. this going? So it's a weird story, but it is it is kind of cool, the direction they're taking it in. I, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see where it's going to pan out, but it's just kind of okay. hard seeing, like, Peter Parker, like, not being, Sp- I mean, he is Spider-Man, but he's not Spider-Man. He's not. You know? And when you said that, I, w- I didn't know what you meant by that. Like, there's two 
different people. Like, but there's literally two different people. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's not like it's not like when he, you know, like uh, almost like like Tony Stark. Like he doesn't have any powers unless he has a suit on. That's not what this is. Like it's not. He's Peter Parker. I mean, and he, he only he, he only has abilities like you said, like he sat down with a Spider-Man and had a conversation with him. Right. Literally so sat not, down, And that Spider-Man has never taken the mask off. I mean, you assume it he, looks like Peter Parker. Right. But the, the regular Peter Parker has no superpowers. He's just a regular guy. Like at one point, Spider-Man doesn't want to talk to him anymore and quickly runs away. And Peter's like, well, hey, I, at least I know I can still shoot my web. And he can, I, do. I can do that. He, well, he shoots the web because he uses the, the you know, the the whatever, the, the apparatus of shooting the right. web. It doesn't actually come out of his wrist. Oh, okay. Shoots it, gets on Spider-Man's foot, tags along, and then hangs on for a little bit. And it's just like, oh, God, what did I do? Like, um, you're swinging, but I, I can't hold on anymore. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, you need to help me. Wow. So Spider-Man has to, like, quickly save him and bring him down. And he's like, stop following me. Shoots web on him at the wall and leaves. And, and he's like, oh, well, I'm stuck here for an hour. Like, I'm stuck on this wall now because I know the webbing lasts for an hour. And he's like, you know, what am I going to I think he says something like, you know, what am I going to do uh, with all this time? He's like, I think I just got to think about how how much I have to pee or something and try not to pee myself or something, something stupid like that. Something stupid. But really? All so, right. Just an interesting. That go somewhere fun. Yeah. This classic crazy Spider-Man story. Wow. Who's writing that? You know, off the top of your head. Uh, not off the top of my head. No, it's, it's oh. a whole new writing team. Actually, the guy who had been writing Spider-Man for the last 10 years left. Yeah. Uh, at the end there of uh, issue 800. So, right. You did. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Yeah. I got to dive in. How many are they into that? Uh, four, I think. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Four or five. Um, right. What else? What other books you got? Um, so, I wanted to talk about the Avengers series. Yes. Um, and they just, I think. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the Avengers. Yeah. Which I believe they just finished this arc up. Um, and it'd be interesting to see where it goes from here, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I loved the art style. Oh, it's so good. I just, I just love that. Like everything was like really up close and colors were popping all over the place. Um, it started to lose me a little bit when you, you got the history of, uh, the well, not, I keep wanting to say Sentinels. Yeah, it's the, the Celestials. Sentinels, right? Celestials. Yeah. Who's going to come up in the Infinity Gauntlet as well, too? The Celestials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when when you found out like they are responsible for us, like <laughs> one of them was just crying or something. Well, it was like and, puking basically, like this yeah. goo coming out of its face. Right, and it, that happened a billion years ago, and that was the technically the big bang almost like that, that that's yeah. it kind of lost me a little bit well, and it was like, what the, the story is a celestial was getting ready to die right and that it basically fell to earth mm-hmm. and died there and then didn't wasn't there one coming to find that other one and he got like stuck there too or well like it's <clears throat> loki's kind of telling the story and he thinks that it was its lover and that one got taken too and that one got destroyed too and yeah i don't know it got a little like convoluted and I, it just it it made me like feel like so everything that I've read or every comic that's come before this during the entire timeline of Marvel now we're just discovering how we got created and it was gigantic robots throwing <laughs> up basically. <laughs> there, there literally is a panel. I was, I was scrolling through here as we we're getting ready to talk about it and it's yeah it's a celestial just goo pouring from its eyeballs and mouth just yeah. kneeling there. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's a primordial it, it, soup or whatever they call it. I, I don't know, right. man. It, I don't know. I mean, and then it, and then like, 
a handful of uh, the Avengers, not all of them, become the size of these Celestials if they eat some glowing egg that the Hulk and uh, Thor find. And Thor got a little bit cold, so they made out. And <laughs> then he's not cold anymore because he makes out with the Hulk. And I they're don't, still making out. And they're still making out again, <laughs> which was kind of funny. But uh, well, I think it was cool. It, it, it was different, but I don't know. Like it, where it was in the beginning and where it went, I wasn't anticipating that. So, part of the reason I think they brought that up was they, the, the long story short of this arc is they're fighting the Celestials. And they had to give a reason for them to be there. And... I, I don't know if they needed to go into the reason them being there was part of the origin story of the universe, mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever it, it, it was, it served its purpose. I think it was self. Yeah. I, I stuck with it and, uh, I'm you, going to stick with it. Yeah. What do you think of this cast of Avengers, man? Cause it's, it's, so you, you we, say uh, Hulk, it's actually she Hulk. It's she Hulk. Yeah. I should have said, yeah, yeah, you should definitely should have said that. That, that was kind of a big, <laughs> big point of contention there. My bad. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, so we got Thor, we got she Hulk, yeah. We got Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain America, Iron Man, and then Ghost Rider. But it's the uh, – I know his last name is Reyes. It's the the young kid who drives the car, Ghost Rider. Oh, right, so it's right, not right, the, yeah. the, the motorcycle not Ghost Rider that, that most right. people might be thinking of. Um, what do you think? Captain, say Captain Marvel? Uh, she shows up, but is she actually she's technically like an Avenger? I, I don't, she's not on the cover right now. I'm looking at it, and she they don't list – they don't have her on the cover featured, even though right. she is in the book. No, I like it. I mean, you have your your core members. You know, you, you have Thor and Captain America, and um, I like Black Panther mm-hmm. showing up. They're obviously utilizing him a lot, although that series is a little odd right now. Right. Yeah, but um, in space, it, it literally, <laughs> literally is. Black Panther. It literally, in space. it's Black Panther in space. Um, the art is terrible, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I think they they. They were trying – the old Avengers before this run here, they were trying to bring those up-and-coming characters that were going to take over the Avengers mantle and just didn't work out. Like that that's those aren't the Avengers. Nope. You know what I mean? So I think, again, we said it a couple times already in this episode that they started from scratch and they know it works and Avengers are the Avengers. Don't go messing with it. Yeah, they included like She-Hulk and stuff like that and I'm okay with that. But you got to have Captain America on that. You got to have Thor on there, and they're, you got to have doing. the main three: Thor, Iron Man, Captain America. If you have and, those three, you're good. And those three start the series. If you remember yeah. in episode yep. one, I remember the first one. Yep. Episode, they're like drinking one, at a bar. Like, are they're we going to do this? Like, yeah. And, and Tony Stark doesn't want to do it, and Thor is <laughs> yep. all for it. And yep. obviously, Steve Rogers will always be down for it. So, which, which by the way, we did, I don't even know. This, one of these issues didn't come out this week, but the Captain America series is starting now. Is great, man. Yeah, dude. I'm loving it, man. Like, it, that's a series. I mean, I remember what probably four or five months ago, actually, probably even longer than that, when they kind of did the number one again. And I mean, it was okay, but it was more like kind mm-hmm. of a, hey, Captain's back. And it was kind of this little weird journey he was on. The new series to me felt like early Winter Soldier issues, where it's kind of that espionage thing happening. And right. the cool thing about it, it's, it does take place post Secret Empire. This so is what should have A lot of people right really don't. Um, just believe in Captain America anymore. They call him the captain of nothing multiple times. Yeah. Um, it's pretty pretty neat. I mean, it's like a fall from grace for Captain, and he just has to kind of get back in the in the well wishes yep. of everyone. So it's it's cool. And I I still think the the the, the one off issue that they did after Secret Empire 
where it's uh, Hydra Cap talking to regular Cap in that little like cell that yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. I still wonder if they're gonna br- if he's gonna escape somehow or maybe down the road. Yeah, I mean, you know that, could, I mean? that could happen. Yeah, it, it definitely could happen. But that's always in the back of my mind that he's he's still out there. He's not dead. Yeah, like nope. there's, there's a bad Captain America locked up. He'll right be now, back. So. He'll definitely. I think be he'll back, be back. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a really cool series so far. So. Uh, one more let's talk about here before we get into the Infinity Gauntlet, and that mm. is X-Men Red. Mm-hmm. This was, I remember the first of the year, man, or around the very beginning of the year, we talked about the Jean Grey series, and then that first issue of X-Men Red pretty much blew us away. I remember talking about it here on the show. Issue 7 came out this week, right? Was it yeah. 7 that's out now? Yep. What are you thinking, man? Because, you know, I remember talking about, if you guys remember when we kind of talked about the first issue and spoiled it a little bit um it was basically gene gray going to the un and the head of the un getting pissed at her for kind of standing up in the un and getting wakanda on her side and atlantis you know submariner and that on her side and when she walked out the woman came up to her and started kind of yelling at her and there were all these tv cameras and all that around and then on live tv around the world the woman kind of looked very awkwardly at gene and gene kind of gets you know like like what's going on and her head exploded and what we found out is it was Professor Xavier's sister, Cassandra Nova, who has basically created these little nanobot. Like, is she calling them sentinels? Like nanobot sentinels, I think they might be calling them. But like they, nanites or something? Or nanites, or yeah. They implant yeah. them into people's brains to basically make them not only racist towards mutants, but make them killers of mutants. Mm. So whenever these people are near a mutant, whether the person even is like, is portraying themselves as a mutant, you know it immediately, and those people go for a gun, go for a knife, go for whatever, and try to kill that person. Right. So it is just a crazy so, idea, man. Yeah, so X-Men works the best for what it was created for, and um, it was created as a social commentary of society, and you know racial undertones, and poor versus rich, and Bigotry how we and- look down on people and stuff. And it's I feel like this series and is, is getting back into that. I I've given up on on I say given up, I haven't read so many of Gold and Blue hmm. lately. But I don't think they really dove too much into Blue the dissension. Definitely not. Gold Blue I'm not did. caught up on gold, but gold eh, not as much as red. I mean not as much. red is like, like the red is saying that's, like that's this is we are going back to mutants versus versus civilians, but in a twisted way. Right. Like before it was just uh, civilians have this mindset of mutants and we don't like you and, and we're going to try to eradicate you. And mutants are like, we just want to get along and some some on the bad side, you know, you know, the whole story of the X-Men. It's getting back to that and it's incorporating current events, you know, not even current events, but current technology, because this whole issue, they're going after a cell phone and Jean Grey gives like this speech and everybody's just watching it on a tablet or on a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, it's very modern, man. I, yeah, dude. I, I, I like, I like where it's going there. It's getting, like I said, it's getting back to that social commentary of how we treat one another just because somebody's different. Yep. So very, like very, very, uh, what do you want to say? Um, self-aware series in the state of things in this, mm. in, in the world of now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think too, what, what, this issue kind of ends on is up to this point, Cassandra Nova has kind of been a mystery and nobody really knew why things were happening. When Chris said that Gene's kind of giving that speech, everyone in the world now knows what Cassandra, that basically what, what happened and like what Cassandra Nova was doing. I'm right. interested to see what's going to happen next in that series. 
because um, I think Gary, we were talking about on chat, and Gary said like he liked that Cassandra Nova was always one step ahead of anything that the X-Men were doing so far in the series, and I still mm-hmm. think she is, and I can't wait to see what it is. Like she, I just think that she knew the world was going to find out about what she was doing and yeah it, it's too much of a like that's it like all yeah. you had to do was just go with on. no encounter with her like that's just, yeah like no. you, you just had to get this speech that everyone tuned into from their smartphone yeah. to to defeat her quote unquote you know what i mean like no yep. like there's there's more yeah i think you might be onto something there, and i but. love that they don't fly in the blackhawk in this or the what do they call it they fly in a giant sentinel, which it's, now has rainbows painted it's on its awesome. chest. I love it. It's a, and I, that's great. Dude, that scene where the where it just fell fell on, on the, the plane. Yeah, I was. I literally was like, "Oh my god!" Like, what's that character's I, name? I can't think of her name. There's there's one character, and she's the one that is controlling it. And she gets shot because somebody uh, the the bug big. goes off in their head, and they realize that they're in the underbelly of the plane, and they just start shooting at the ground, knowing there's a mutant through the ground. Because the way these nanites work, you can even detect mutants through the walls so they yeah. start shooting they shoot her she loses connection with the sentinel which the sentinel was flying above this plane it just falls on top of the plane and it's just the sentinel and plane are just crashing right. to the ground it's crazy but then when she comes to and she grabs hold of the sentinel again and the sentinel just grabs the wings of the plane and helps and just it. like lands it it was <laughs> so awesome. awesome and i love that they call because uh cerebro Cerebro. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the one character wants to call it, and Jean's like, "Yeah." And then we have this. We don't know what to call it. And the one girl's like, "Cerebro." Cerebro. And she's C-re-bro. like, "No, nah, we're still not. We're kind of debating." She's like, "I'm telling you, Cerebro, Cerebro." <laughs> it's good <laughs> because man. they're all it's... hiding in Atlantis with Namor because that's a place they can hide. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna get them down there. Right. But they do. They do. It's they a good do. series, man. Yep. That's one of good. my favorite series right now. It's good. Uh, it's one other good. quick book, real just quick note. Did you get through Punisher? Punisher number one. I did, yeah. <clears throat> yep, Punisher number one is. Why do out. they always have to um, introduce Frank Castle that way? He's Jason. He's Jason for Friday like, the Thirteenth. <laughs> they just keep running, and he just—he's always coming. You turn around, he's there. Turn around, he's, he's just constantly yeah. chasing you. There's always a big buildup, and you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You know, like these guys are stealing something, and watch them get blown up and then there's Frank Castle with the, the the art style is where it the camera would be looking up at him and he's looking down pointing a gun at like it's so repetitive i liked it i'm not saying i didn't like it but like when you didn't see him for the first like 5 pages you're like all right there's going to be this big reveal here is punisher we know what the punisher looks like at this point <laughs> can we put donny cates on the punisher please yeah, oh, please so he kind but, of is well he is that's right he, he is. is what am i saying he is <laughs> maybe but, that's where this is all leading maybe he's going to take it over in 12 months or whatever man maybe oh, that's my it God. Uh, did oh, you like great. it though or yeah i liked it i mean I liked you know it. it's it's it is post uh secret empire which is cool, mm-hmm. you know. So this is Frank Castle trying to just come to grips with what he did because he was the what assassin for this Captain America, basically. Right. Um, and you know what's funny, man? And it's not just this book, but it's like it's so weird. And I know at some point it's going to come to a head. Every single book, Spider-Man, Venom, Avengers, you name it. Fisk is the mayor of New York. Yeah. When is that going to come to a head, dude? There's <laughs> like. There's got to be some plotting and planning for the ultimate war against the Kingpin, the whole Marvel Universe against the Kingpin. There's no way this guy who has been such a villain for so long can just ride in New York like nothing. There's got to be something. They always say, like, Mayor Fisk, Mayor Fisk, Mayor Fisk. Um, Maybe just Election Day. 
Yeah, I mean, no. they just they just vote Come him on. out. No. He's he's gonna have Infinity Gauntlet or something. I don't know. Right. Oh my God. Imagine that. Yeah. But speaking of Infinity Gauntlet, Chris, let's move on mm-hmm. here to our first ever here on the Enthusiast Life, the Comic Book Club. And as we promised last week, this week we are talking about the Infinity Gauntlet, which is just the classic. Of course, many of you, if you saw the Infinity War movie this past year, this past few months, I mean, it's on digital Blu-ray and everything right now. This is the series that that thing is based on. And not just Infinity War. There was a prequel to this, Thanos' Quest. Then you had Infinity Gauntlet, and then you had Infinity War. But we're just talking specifically about Infinity Gauntlet uh, today. This was uh, published back in July of 1991. Wow. Is when this thing hit the shelves. And Chris, right behind mm-hmm. me, it's hanging up. I actually purchased mine in July of 1991, man. This was really? one of the first books I ever bought when I think back to really? it. That school year, whatever whatever school year we were in, in that uh, end of 91 is when the very first book I ever bought is behind me. It's a Spider-Man book, or not Spider-Man, Ghost Rider with Doctor Strange. Uh, whenever that came out, that was the first book I ever bought in a store. And then it mm-hmm. led into this, that summer when Infinity Gauntlet came out. So it was kind of my first event. And I only bought, I remember I only purchased this first issue. I didn't buy any of the other issues. Because I think at the time, I was too young to even understand what the hell was going on. Because there right. were so many characters. And I didn't even know who any of them were. you know. And then I see all these characters getting killed in, in these other books. I'm like, man, this is brutal. Right. Um, but now, you know, you look back and reflect back on it. And this was just an epic, epic series. And, and it starts right off the bat with the cover like to this day that cover is in my opinion the greatest yeah. that that i've ever i just absolutely love it for it's all iconic. of them the exception of i think it's issue number four where it's just like him almost like funko pop uh yeah. thanos like come and get me bro like I, that one i don't know why they did which that by the way is the loading screen right now on marvel unlimited did you, did you is it really? It? When I no, log into my Marvel Unlimited, it's him saying, come get me. Like, that's that's my screen. Really? Yeah, lo- like close out your I'm, Marvel Unlimited app. Yep, I'm loading it up right now. No, mine just goes right to the screen. No, let me, I'll show you mine. Hold up. This, mine just goes right to the homepage. Watch. Chris is watching on the camera. Okay. Right, hit it. Come get I don't me. get that. Maybe that's because that's on a tablet. It's on, yeah, it's on my iPad. All right, maybe, it, maybe that's because that's... Uh, but yeah, definitely. That. I think from from all the covers, you look at the other covers, and they definitely look like older books. You know, like you know, I'm looking at like six and five. It kind of has that art style, like a lot of the books in the early '90s, late '80s had. But this cover just it doesn't. Like there, there's just something different about the way this cover yeah. looks. And I think as a kid, that's what like drew me to it. It's like, oh, yeah. who is this guy holding this glove with these glowing gems on it? Like, what yeah. are they? It's crazy. And I love the. I mean, the book opens with Mephisto basically talking to Thanos looking at a giant sculpture of the word God and he just destroys it. That sets the, t- like it's Thanos just saying like, I'm God, bitch, like bam, blowing it up. Or he probably created it just to blow it up. Just to blow it up. I love yeah. it. He just yeah. destroys it. Yep. So, um, and I hadn't read this in three years, I think. So there was a lot of things like coupled with like the movie, mm-hmm. um, that you pull out of it and right off the bat, like the like the first scene, well, the second scene, that's the first scene that's him yeah. blowing that up, is um, Doctor Strange's house. And, uh, you know, in the movie, Hulk comes crashing through, but it's not Hulk in this. It's Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. And that and he becomes like a, a integral part to this entire series. And it makes me think if if Marvel had those rights would that have changed anything 
yeah. you think Silver Surfer would have been in it. I don't know because it, like that that movie kind of bombed. I don't know if that would have had as much. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on, on if they, you know, well, the movie bombed because it wasn't part of the MCU. You know, if, the, That's if they true, had the too. right teams on it, it probably would do. It could have done a little bit better. It would right. do just fine. Um, right. But, you know, I think the way they worked it in, it was still an homage to this book. Yeah. Kind of in the same story, you know, and, and kind of playing that off, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, yeah. and, and to set the stage, too, for this book is that by this point, Thanos has all the gems and has the right. gauntlet. You know, Infinity yeah. War, the movie kind of brought elements of this but then also a little bit of thanos's quest because the quest was to go out and get all the gems that's where he gets those in the kind of the, the prequel to the infinity gauntlet um but i think what what's interesting in the book and i kind of forgot is how much of a part like mephisto plays yeah as, as much as thanos wants to get all the power and ultimately the way it kind of goes is he he's in love with lady death and he just needs to impress her but Mephisto is the one constantly whispering in his ear, kind of being yeah. the, the one saying, hey, why don't you do this? Or why right. don't you do that? Or, you know, oh, you shouldn't do this. And so I, I wonder how much of what Thanos does in this series would have happened if it wasn't for Mephisto. Hmm. You know, like he's the one that tells him in, in, in some of the, what is that, third or fourth issue, he's the one that says, to impress Lady Death, why don't you basically deactivate some of the gems yeah. to give the heroes a 0.05% chance of beating right. you. She would be like more impressed with that. I mean, right. if, if Thanos probably would just say, screw it and just murder him. Who cares? He doesn't care. Right. But Mephisto's right. the one exactly. that says that. Right. And you knew he was up to something more the entire time. Um, but I, the, the, the thing that really stands out is like Thanos, the, the difference between Thanos, between when he is, just going crazy and just killing everything and or or just you know the battles that he's in and then he turns and he's looking at lady death almost to be like are you impressed now and she never is no nope. and his reactions are so childish <laughs> yeah he's like, no! like <laughs> what can i do woman like he just he he has these meltdowns and that just keeps feeding into and he thinks all right if i do this this will work and nothing does it, it's this back and forth and and the movies don't bring that into play at all. Like you just, they didn't want to like minimize Thanos because of a woman more or less. Right. I mean, yeah. the woman was Gamora. In, exactly. In the movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the other woman, uh, Nebula in this series <laughs> It's just a, it's his he says it's my greatest creation Thanos's greatest <laughs> creation he basically brings his granddaughter right because they, they say it's his granddaughter right he doesn't say his daughter it's his granddaughter it's his granddaughter story. yeah my right. granddaughter and she's just like this walking corpse zombie thing just dude she's something out of um <clears throat> what, tales what, from the crypt if you not, ever read no, the old uh, tales from the crypt comics that's not, what she looks like not the tales what was that book that scary stories to tell in the dark yes she looks like something <laughs> out of that and then yeah. uh, who's the other guy that's in this first issue too? He's like a creepy, another creepy guy. And Thanos just kills him. The guy he says, uh, uh, Mistress Death turns his, her back on Thanos. He says, do not turn your back on me, woman. And uh, the guy says, Titan, Mistress Death finds your boast empty and your bravado distasteful. And then he just blows him up. <laughs> he just looks at the guy and just <laughs> blows the that. dude up. It's, I mean, I can't forget who this, who this guy is. Um, Towards the end? No, this this is the first issue. This is the first. No, no, no. Page. I mean, like towards the end of the first issue. Yeah, what page is Don't this? This is it. page twenty. So no, it's about halfway through. He blows a guy okay. up. Yeah. Find it right now, but yeah, it just shows you his ruthlessness. I mean, 
it's there in the series. Oh yeah. Now the other character who we don't quite uh, know who he is in the in this series, and I mean, I think it's probably what even threw me off when I was younger is Adam Warlock. Yeah. And now he is. It, you, it starts following these people. They crash off a cliff. They go to this crappy motel, and you're like, "What the hell <laughs> is going on?" And you find is his name Pip. He's a little yeah. like dwarf looking dude, and it's like, <laughs> "What is happening yeah. here?" And it's Adam Warlock basically busting out of this cocoon. Um, which is kind of just a, a weird entrance for, for him to come into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but halfway through this book, so this is when Lady Death turns her back um, after Thanos brings in uh, his daughter. She doesn't care. He blows up the little guy and uh, says, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Mephisto starts whispering in his ears. And it is only halfway through the first issue that Thanos holds up the hand and gives and a snaps. snap. Yeah. And then I, that's the part that I love of this issue is it cuts to Spider-Man just doing his friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing. And he's going around and he his spider sense starts going off. And it's not from any specific direction. It's every direction. And he right. doesn't know what's going on. And he goes to Times Square and sees half the people just gone. Mm. Cuts to Captain America. They're talking, you know, at, at the Avengers base. Suddenly, you know, half the heroes are gone just right there in front of his eyes. Cuts to Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. All these people just disappearing so cool like just it's just, great man because like the, the climatic moment of the film is done halfway through the first issue the first issue of this yep. series it's just crazy so um and i and i that's another thing that i forgot that i haven't read it in so long like i, I thought that was later on in the series so did i yeah yep you forget yeah. that yep um, and then when you go into issue two, you think like, all right, well, nothing can get worse, right? That was kind of the moment of, of, uh, his destruction of the earth and it's not at all because then the next thing he starts doing is, uh, he goes and what just basically makes earth California disappears. There's just all this other, just terrible, terrible things happening, uh, all over the place. Um, like the, uh, the Trump tower. Gets yes. Yes. Yeah. Overflowed. <laughs> yep. You see that. The <laughs> foreshadowing, um, hopefully we see we see him uh, toying with his brother, right? You have his brother actually get involved in this. He makes his mouth go away because his brother yep. starts talking to him. He's, I mean, Thanos is just a brutal guy, man. Yeah, man. It's, he 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 does not care. Like, and and not to bring up the Donny Cates thing, but there's some scenes in that where he just continues his ruthlessness, and he's he's basically killed almost everybody in his family. So um, yeah, it's his brother that he does the mouth thing mm-hmm. to. Who? What's his name? Um, Get his name here. I got it right here. I don't remember what it is. But yeah, oh, Eros, right? Eros, yep. That's Eros, it. yeah. You can see he's kind of like trying to weasel his way in, and I think Thanos just sees right through it, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, how do I shut you up? I'll just take away your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally does. Yep. Yeah. I love, uh, who is this other character that he, uh, oh, crap, where was it? I was just looking at this this panel. I love this panel. Um, oh, crap, let me get it. It's towards the end of the second issue here. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. was it Iron Man? I was looking at after Trump Tower falls. Yeah, okay, there was a Trump Tower fall. There was Iron Man. The Human Torch gets involved. You have Asgard having issues. Namor or Namers have an issue with Atlantis. Oh, Galactus. That's right. Galactus gets pissed at Thanos. Not really because he's destroying, you know, just like half the population. He's just mad because planets are disappearing. And he's like, yeah. "Wait, you're taking away my food." Like Galactus <laughs> is like everybody else is upset cuz there's people dying and all this and Galactus is just right. like, 
man, you just took away like half my food. Like, like this what is what do I do, do man. Yeah. yeah. I, that's <laughs> that's the game. one that made me chuckle when I saw that. I was like, that's great. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. That's awesome. Uh, so let's see. We fast forward then to issue three. And uh, issue three, that's when the heroes start coming together and figuring out, all right, well, we need to do something here. And not only the heroes, like, you know, Dr. Doom plays Dr. a big Doom role. Dr. Doom plays a big role, this. yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, I think it, the, most of them, he's really the only big villain that they bring in, right? Uh, yeah, I, at this point, head. is Drax a villain? Because they do bring in um, old version of Drax the Destroyer. Old version, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple and green Drax. I don't know at this point if he was a... Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, Dr. Doom was the big one. And I think, you know, they, they, they bring him in and they kind of like, all right, let's fight for the greater good. But um, Adam Warlock is kind of like scheming. Like he has like this this plan and he doesn't tell you at all what it is. Um I love too that the plan we, we find out like we think it's him gathering the heroes to defeat Thanos, but that's not really it. They're just no, basically he, there to be sacrificial lambs. They're pawns, basically. Yeah. Yep. And it, his big his big scheme is um, for him and Silver Surfer to hang back, basically, mm -hmm. which I thought was a little lame. I thought I thought you'd have like it wasn't a well thought out. Well, maybe in his mind it was, and maybe that was 1991 writing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they basically just, and we, well, we'll get to that later, what they do. But, um, I, I liked the scene and I don't know if it was in this issue or not, or is this where he, in issue three, where he's, you know, gathering everybody up and he's, um, then he goes to talk to like the celestial the celestials. Yeah. Like, and you get to see yeah, this yeah. whole, just like ensemble of, of, uh, celestials right. there. Right. And it gives you the the idea of like how big this really is. It's not just we're gathering the Avengers and hey, let's go fight a good fight because there's a bad guy up there. It's no, we need like universal help, literal universal help. And um, that's what when, when you see that, when you see like, all right, here's the here's the superheroes on Earth. And now Adam Warlock is talking to the people that run the universe. You're like, what's <laughs> Those guys can handle this. Yeah, stuff. they can just I do it. Like, Why do we need the heroes? Like, what? yeah, right. But the the one scene that really I liked is when uh, he comes back to Earth and he's like, "Where is Wolverine?" And you're like, "What does he want Wolverine for? Like, why is that?" But in the back of my mind, like, yeah, that's awesome because that's like everybody's favorite. Yep. Get Wolverine involved, and Wolverine's up on the roof just talking to Hulk. Which is a just, great scene, by the way. Like, I, that's I literally it. the panels I have it on that I was going to bring up next. I love. The history of Wolverine and Hulk. I mean, the first appearance right. of Wolverine wasn't that in the Incredible Hulk? Like that was yeah. like the first time Wolverine ever was in the Marvel comics, and they kind of like talk to each other. And he's like, "Man, yeah, like it's Hulk saying, like, yeah, you and I have had some down and dirty scraps. You fight someone so much, you get to know him pretty well." Right. And it's just kind of this cool moment of them just sitting on the edge of a building and just having Wolverine having a smoke. <laughs> They're just like talking. Yeah. They're like, yeah. "Man, I don't know." Basically saying like, "I don't know what's gonna happen, but I respect you, and let's just do the best that we can." It's and almost then like the comes out. Yeah, it's almost like the scene in the movie that's like the calm before the storm. Exactly. You know, it, in those like those high action movies, there's always that one scene that just, yep. all right, we're just going to slow things down a little bit, have a little banter between the characters before all hell breaks loose. And that's literally, literally what it is. What was um, like like Moon Knight had a panel. And I don't really know why. I don't know why either. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I, I have no clue. It's just kind of saying like, uh, yeah, but make... Uh, yeah, I don't really I don't, know. He's I just, don't know why he was brought in there because he never comes back again. 
I mean, the only thing it could have been was he was just a character that whose book they were trying to push at that time, which which I was kind of looking up before we went on the air here to kind of look at like some other things. And there was a, a thing on the Wikipedia page talking about tie-ins. And there was a tie-in in the Sleepwalker book. Sleepwalker number seven was a tie-in issue to the Infinity Gauntlet. And it was indicated by the triangle icon in the top right corner. So like if they were doing it more just to market Moon Knight, why didn't they tie in Sleepwalker? You know, like this is kind of a weird, right. I, I don't really know what Moon Knight's doing in this book. Cause you never see him again. Like he's uh, just, just kind of uh, there to be there. And uh, yeah. I don't know. So. I think he's kind of wanted to put everybody in it, but then, you know, at the end of this issue is when everybody's kind of getting ready, Adam Warlock talks to everyone and then he tells Surfer, he's like, you know, cause Surfer's ready to go. Surfer's ready to join all the yeah. heroes. He says, now's not the time. You'll know when it's the time. I'll tell you what you need to do when, when it's time. And then it ends with them getting ready to go. This cover is the cover Chris was talking about that's pretty sweet where it's just Thanos just saying like, come and get me. It's kind of, yeah. it's a very simple cover, but it's it is pretty simple. awesome. And it then is. the issue just kicks off. And this is my favorite issue, I think out of any of them. And it's more Four. just because of just the brutality. I mean, Thanos, the things that he does to, to our heroes in this is just brutal. I mean, Wolverine, he turns the skeleton to rubber. Oh God. Uh, what's a cyclops? He puts his head into a small glass cube so he can't shoot the laser out and suffocates him. It suffocates him. Thor, Thor, at this point in the Marvel book, when he loses the hammer for more than sixty seconds, no longer becomes Thor. Now, prior to them all going to space, Doctor Strange cast a spell on them all where they could all live for what was it, sixty minutes without air in space. But Thor loses his hammer because he throws the hammer. Thanos creates a portal, makes the hammer go God knows how far away. And in doing so, Thor no longer becomes Thor and becomes, what's his name, Eric, uh, whatever. Yeah, the regular person. And because the spell technically wasn't cast on that guy, he now begins suffocating in space. And so it's Thor (laughs) dying. But even like Thor, like the the hammer's like coming towards Thanos and, and there's no panic pretty much in any part of the, well, maybe a couple of them, but you know, 95% of the, the series, there's no panic in Thanos. And the, the, the hammer is like right in his face. And he pretty much just like pushes it away with like his middle finger. You know what I mean? There's just, <laughs> you, like you really get a sense of how powerful he is, mm-hmm. not just by his actions, but like the text, yep. the text, the text just makes it seem like this is not going to end well. Uh, for our heroes. No, and and I love what he does to uh, uh, Namer and the She-Hulk. What is it? It almost looks like he has like a little patch hair of uh, like Austin Powers hair growing, oh, and then yeah. they just get like covered in like this stuff. I don't even know what it is. It's just weird. I'm looking at this one panel right now, and like uh, I think like um, Eros is the one whose like dialogue is like the the what's going through. What's, yeah, what you're hearing. Yep. And like there's a scene or a panel with with arrows just like kind of laying down. And I feel like he did that for most of the <laughs> series because, I mean, dude, your mouth shut. I mean, you can get up and you fight. You can still get up I and think. fight. That's right. You definitely <laughs> like, can. He yeah. just, he's lying there the entire time. Um, what else? Uh, well, you know, we didn't talk about Terexia. Or Taraxia. Oh, we didn't. This yeah, is basically, yes. you know, so Thanos gets so pissed that Lady Death wants nothing to do with him. So he just creates his own babe or woman, whatever Pretty you want much. to call it. Like his, yeah. his own wife. He's just like, well, screw you. I'm going to create this. And she is kind of dressed like him. You know, looks like she would be from Titan and all that. And she joins the fight. And she's the one that actually hits Iron Man. So Iron Man comes flying. And she's like yeah. a beast herself. Yeah. Starts fighting Iron Man. Um, yep. Which is awesome. So... He does another snap in this one too, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just getting to it. Let the battle begin. Well, but yeah, it's not... he turns Thor to glass, basically, and then just, like, punches Thor, and Thor just shatters uh. into all these little tiny cubes, which is an awesome frame. Like, that frame where he, he just shatters. Oh, crap. It was, he just shatters them. It's awesome. Uh. awesome. Very cool. And um, then still, again, though, like, um, this is all just, like, the, the Earth's heroes, like, fighting him. Like, we haven't gotten to, like... The big guy, the big guns coming nope. in yet. Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer just hanging back. Well, this like, happens at the doing? end. So Cap- Captain America actually approaches Thanos, and right. he shatters the shield. And then this is the moment when Adam Warlock says, "Now." And the plan right. was for while he was distracted, he puts the hand up, he puts the gauntlet up to basically punch Cap in the face. Surfer comes flying to try to grab the gauntlet off him, and misses. And he whiffs, <laughs> and misses. <laughs> and that was the big plan. And now, then that's when we have entering now the uh, the Celestials and all the uh, other characters coming in. Which I think, it, it, moving on, that's moving on to episode, or episode, I keep saying episode today, I don't know why, um, to issue five, which I think is my favorite for that sheer fact. This issue five is just beginning to pretty much the end of just all these universal beings just fighting Thanos. Every panel is like just loaded with color. Yeah, it's all and, crazy. You know like, what I mean? It's like it's just so full of cosmic. Yeah, dude. Um, I I loved that one just for for that. I mean, we we see Earth's heroes fight all the time. What's that one? I just love that panel. It's like Thanos kind of. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Like, yeah, like he's becoming. I mean, he is a god, but he's becoming. Isn't he? He's like becoming universal almost. Yeah. Or Totally, yeah. yeah. But and even and and this issue, um, the cover you get that impression like, all right, here come the big guys. Mm-hmm. I love this this cover. This cover is all. It's got all those big name and there's little Thanos underneath them all at the very bottom. <laughs> but yet he is really still, the one that they're all there to fight, and he's able to take them on like nothing, exactly. basically. Yep. Love it. Um, but then this is when the big turn happens at the end of this, while Thanos is pretty much defeated all the all the Celestials. Everybody has been able to take them all on, and uh, he asks Terax, he says, "What would you have me do, dear?" And uh, you know, he basically thinks that there's nothing else that he can do. And meanwhile, throughout all this, he is distracted in Nebula, who, even though she looks like she's dying and just this grotesque being, still at least someone has her her um, wears about her. Mm-hmm. She goes over and snatches the gauntlet from Thanos and mm-hmm. quickly puts it on her hand and, and is able to basically wish herself or create herself back to what she was before. Looks at Thanos, says revenge, and Thanos is gone. And right. she basically wins at the end of this. But and, doesn't she want to uh, kind of because she even says, like, you know, make things the word they make things the way they were 24 hours ago. So yeah. I think she had good intentions in the beginning. Is the impression I was getting, but uh, yep. she re- she realized the power, the power that, that this mm-hmm. thing has, and then she basically fills the role of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thanos ends up having to go back to Earth, so he gets kind of all caught up there with Adam Warlock, and everybody sees him there and gets all pissed at him. And Warlock's like, "No, we need to work together." Right. And that then leads into issue six, where they need to figure out a way to get the gauntlet back. Uh, from Nebula, which I, th- I think is super cool. It's like this whole twist. I mean, you thought the whole time it would be Thanos, and then to suddenly have 
her be the one that really now this, they're suddenly fighting. And like you said, I think, you know, it's the fact that, I mean, what if you were giving, given unlimited power? Like, yeah, man, you suddenly had that realization. What would you do? Like, well, and, and at the very end, we haven't got there yet, but you know, the, the person who has it at the end is, is using it, I yeah. guess the proper way. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is, um, at the very end of five or maybe at the beginning of six, I don't remember which one it is. Um, Nebula makes a comment like, Oh, you've come for me. And she says like you and your two guys. And there's really three of them. Like she can't see Adam Warlock. Right. You notice yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Like she can't see him. And, yep. and th- yeah, I think they say at the beginning, they, they, the yeah, they of, comment on that. Yeah. At the end of five and at the beginning of six, they comment on it. And someone says like, uh, like why can't she see him? And Thanos is like, she doesn't know her true power. Like she can't wield this power. I can. Yep. And I, and and it's great. And I think that's the big difference between like this and, and the movie is like in the movie, like you're almost behind Thanos in some weird way. And we talked about this when we did the, when Mm -hmm. we did the thing in the movie, you're almost behind him in this. You're just totally not. He's just out for sheer power. He just wants to destroy everything just because he can. Yep. But, and it begs the question, like if you had that, like you're just asking, if you had that much power, would you utilize it just to snap your fingers and get rid of half the universe? Because it's probably deep down might not be a bad thing. Why not? <laughs> Why not? What's it going to hurt? Nobody's going to hurt. You know, you know when you when you yeah. think about it, there really are no consequences at that point. You know, right. I mean, the only consequences are, I guess, would be your conscience and you having to deal with that. And that's what that's what I liked about thanos in infinity war in the movie was that like he he basically flat out admits he's like i'm gonna do this because even though it is a terrible thing i can deal with that burden i can take that on and i i I just know myself that i can take it and and in the end it will help people there are people that will still be alive that it will help and i'm fine with that and that that to me was what was cool about that character in the movie obviously like you said in this i mean he's just he just wants really do whatever he needs to do to impress Lady Death. I mean, that's ultimately what it kind of comes down to. Because yeah. in the beginning of this, he already has the gauntlet, so he has all the power. Right. But he 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 can't make her love him, and that's right. the one thing that he is powerless to do. And so he's going to do whatever it takes to to fix and, that. And the really cool thing is, like, when Nebula gets <clears throat> the gauntlet from Thanos, and he comes back to Earth, and now he's pretty much has to join the fight to take it back. There's a moment between him and Adam Warlock where Warlock like kind of pulls him aside. And it's funny because it like the, the heroes are like, oh, now they're going to scheme. Exactly. Because they've always yeah, been yeah, yeah. And, and Warlock's, he, he, I'll just read it. He goes, look back on your life. Thanos of Titan, what do you see? A man always seeking ultimate power and losing it as soon as he attains it. Why? Because deep in his soul, he knows he's not worthy of it. Three times you have triumphed over incredible odds to gain the end you desire, and three times you have subconsciously supplied the means to your own defeat. You let Nebula wrest the Infinity Gems from from you, just as you allowed Captain Marvel to shatter the Cosmic Cube. So even though Thanos like has all this power, either he doesn't want it, or he doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I think that's really what he, it or is. Or just yeah. abuses like. He, and they, they said that earlier, like, yeah, the, the couple times, I think it was Silver Surfer who said it, like, <clears throat> the couple times we beat him before, he pretty much let us know how to beat him. Yeah. So there's still that it. internal, like, struggle within him, even though he's got this power, like, he, he, 
he doesn't maybe want it all the time. Yeah, he, he just kind of gets off on like the 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 journey to get the power, but then yeah. when he gets it, like the you know, it's always a journey, not the destination. That's what it is. Like he doesn't know what to do when he has it. And that's what he says. He goes, "All right." He goes, "I'll help you," but afterwards, no promises. So he's just going to go back to doing this again. And here we go again. <laughs> and he does. He does. You know, yep. we know moving forward here. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, of course, they take her down. And, and Adam Warlock is the one that ends up eventually in the gauntlet after it falls to the ground and everybody's scrambling in just a massive like scrum in the ground. <laughs> it's a classic scene. That's a classic. Yeah. They're all jumping forward. There's multiple panels of different heroes. It's very cool. Um, but then it, this ends, you know, one of my favorite panels is Thanos. Like he just is at the farm looking content kind of just off into the distance you know it's mm. it's just a cool thing and they that's where the end of infinity war the movie yep kind of played into it and, and was an homage to that even though the end of the movie he has the gauntlet and that it's ending on that here right. it's just him living a humble life with a scarecrow looking like you know himself him yeah and uh just it's cool man and I, I love the way this book ends now that's i've never read idea. have you ever read infinity war which comes after this I th- I remember because um, I remember when I read this I I was like loving it so much I remember I went into it I don't remember I didn't finish Infinity War but okay. I remember going into it but not I at don't remember some point where. we need to do I think the book club on that we got to go into that at some point um, we're not gonna do that next but we definitely need to get into that because I I just want to know where that goes I've never read it <laughs> yeah. so um, I don't know uh, but all right anything else on, on the gone no nah, man I just like like you said how it ends like that last panel is is almost like a cutout of how the movie ends. You know what I mean? Like, so because, you know, the snap happens in the the first half of the first issue, you're like, Oh wow. So that was, you know, towards the end of the movie. Like, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they're not going to do anything else with, in terms of the books, maybe here and there, but no, like then the very last scene of this whole thing, they took that too. So, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, do you think that there is anything within here that they're going to take for Avengers four? Do you oh, think that's kind of going to be its own story? Do you think, I mean, obviously captain Marvel's coming into the mix. We know right, that. We know that she's not in this at all. I don't mm-hmm. believe. Um, I mean, we need the, 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 the thing right now, I think with the movie is that so many heroes have disappeared and we're kind of left with just this ragtag group. And it just, even though the actual fight in here, there really, when you kind of break it down, there's probably still only maybe 10 heroes that actually fight Thanos in space. But I want to see that epic fight in the cos, you know, in the cosmic realm. But where, where Thanos is now, he's just on a planet. Like, not, yeah. he's not on, like, here he's in a throne that's floating on this rock in space in this very mm-hmm. fantastical space. And where he is now, and I remember talking. We I remember talking about it when we did our uh, Avengers review show. It's like, what he doesn't need to ever leave there again. Like they need to come to him. Why would he yeah. ever leave? Unless it's that kind of like we said. His his ultimate motivation is he doesn't know what to do with the power, unless right. he just gets antsy and says, "I have this power. I don't. What do I do now? My life has no meaning." Right. And then he just kind of lets them beat him again, so that they can just he can go after it again and get in a fight for right. it again. Exactly. I don't know. Like maybe that's like kind of how they play the movie too. I don't know. Because um, because you, you can't introduce all these celestial beings in Avengers Four. Like it. it no. You've titled it Avengers Four, so you're not going to have the main right. antagonists be celestials and mm. huge-bodied creatures. Um, 
and I they've pretty much gone on record saying Adam Warlock's not going to be in it. I believe, which is crazy. How I is know, Adam? And man. there was even the illusion to was it in Guardians two, where they kind of like alluded he, to him t- possibly, or there was a, a an end credit scene where it was kind of like almost making it seem like Adam Warlock's going to be in it. How is he not in this? I just I don't, don't get know. it. Unless I he's going to be in, well, would he be in Captain Marvel maybe? And that's somehow, I don't know. But yeah, he plays such a major role in this that I don't I understand why he hasn't been in the in the um, movies up to this point. I will say though, this is kind of just not even really necessarily about the story, but re- going back and reading, I haven't read an old an older book like this in a long time. Like mm. I've just been so within the last you know maybe ten years in terms of my reading of books. So it was kind of nice. I know a lot of times I go back to these books, I'm like, oh, they're so wordy. I just really appreciated reading this book. There was something yeah. about just the art style and everything about it. It made me want to go back and read some of like the late '80s, early '90s books again. Um, but yeah. at some point, I am yeah. going to do that very soon. But then that's when we kind of came up with this idea: like, let's just tear through all these new Marvel books and yeah. we'll catch up. So once I'm done with that, I think I'm going to go back to either like just the you know the the McFarlane Spider-Man or something in that right. era that I just I feel like I want to read an older book right now. I don't know. I agree. I agree. It was it was well planned out. You know, it it seemed like they knew exactly the story that they wanted to tell, and it didn't. I wish I I could remember. I was ten years old when this thing came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wish I was along for the ride when it came out. Yeah. I I remember I bought the book at the shop and you know brought it home it was 250 because most books at that point were a dollar 25 or whatever it was so right. this was like a big purchase man it was like do i buy the, a spider-man book and a ghost rider book or do Ooh. i buy this one infinity gun like what the hell is this <laughs> i probably right. got it home read it and was like what it like i don't, I don't understand this on. like right eh. threw it in the box you know and just probably i never went back to it until i think i was probably in like high school and realized like oh wait a minute this book really like what the book really was kind of what it represented Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really followed up on the other issues. I wish I did, of course. Now, I know. Um, but yeah, but at the time, I mean, two fifty, man, for a book back then, that was that was a big yeah. deal. They yeah, were all like a dollar twenty-five, man. Oh, I know. It's crazy. And it, it, you know, it's obviously stood the test of time. And for comic book people, uh, really introduced the world of like Thanos. And mm-hmm. and I mean, he obviously came out before this, but this was his thing. Like this is what introduced him to people. And it's just it's funny to see the movie take him to another level, mm-hmm. you know. Now, now he's the household name where he yep. really wasn't before the movie. Man, like he really nope. was not that Darth Vader type type of villain. Um, to you know, just fair weather fans, I guess if you want to call him. But people who are into comics knew what he was all about and couldn't wait to see him. And they nailed it in the in the comic, and they nailed it in the movie. So I just, I mean, where once this is done, I mean, is that all we're going to get of Thanos? Unless Thanos. we get like standalone Thanos movies or something yeah, like that. I don't know. I, I was, I I was kind of thinking that when I said like, what does he do now? Does he not like, if he just gets where he, he, he can't be content and he kind of lets them defeat him. Will we see him come back like a typical villain in a, in a comic comic book movie and we don't see that too right. often man like in a comic no. book movie i mean you no. i guess you could say like the original spider-man trilogy if you want to call it that came out with toby Maguire. like we saw the goblin come back a few you know oh, almost yeah, in yeah, every yeah. movie if you want to say i guess in the third one he's not really a villain uh, but you don't see that too often in a movie it's like here's the movie here's the villain this time and we're moving on 
I mean, the right. MCU, sure, they do have some characters that have kind of come back. I mean, you could even argue that Loki is a villain in all these movies almost. You know, to some extent, he kind of pops up, does his mischief, but he's never really been the true, true bad, bad in any of them. Um, right. So I don't know, like, if, when they're done with Thanos, is, the, is that a thing? I mean, the, the MCU has already broken so many just stereotypes in movies in general and the way to handle things and just in the fact that it exists has broken down so many barriers sure, that any of these right. movies have ever done. So it wouldn't surprise me. And it would be a very comic book thing for them to bring him back in 10 years, do it now, 10 years from now. And it's, you know, he's a CG character ultimately, which have you mm-hmm. watched any of the extra features on infinity war? I watched oh, the, so the cool, Thanos man. one. I yeah, watched that. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, at one point you yeah. see Brolin, you know, he's, he basically wears this whole headset. So it's, it's uh, capturing his face kind of like um, Andy Serkis does with Gollum or when he right. was Snoke. But then there's once like he always has on the gauntlet or there's one point he has hockey gloves on because the hand of a hockey glove is so big and Thanos, the character is much bigger than the characters that that's how right. they had to portray his hand, like reaching out to Gamora or whatever it was. I just thought that was so neat. Like, yeah. They're just using a regular, you know, hockey glove, right. the CCM <laughs> hockey glove he has on. And like, I think and, there was something yeah. where like there was like this bar that came Yes, with a little his head, cutout. That's with how tall cutout. he would be, so they know where to look. <laughs> so they know where to look. It's just you but, don't but think but about. But what I'm saying is, like ten years from now, Josh Brolin could play Thanos again because he's mm-hmm. mainly CG. All they need is the facial animations, and mm-hmm. boink, there you go. Twenty yeah. years from now, they could do it. And they could he do doesn't it. even need to really be the one acting it out. They could still make it look like Brolin, and it's always going to be the MCU Thanos. But in a way, I don't want them to do that. I, don't I, I want I want him to be in these two movies, and you've you've made him epic in one, uh, and let's see what they do with two, and then just let let him have that, and then go on. Yeah, just because it, it was so, it was waiting so long to see him on screen, and and they they crushed it. So, oh, God, um, so good. I, I just don't watch movie twice the... this past weekend, man. It is yeah, man. so good. It's so good. There's so many incredible moments, and. Mm-hmm. We have this series to to thank for it. So, yep. Um, yeah, if you've never read it and you didn't want to listen to this episode or you skipped to the <laughs> end because you want to spoil anything, um, go pick it up. It, yep. It's 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 epic. It's, it's so on Marvel good. Unlimited, man. I don't want to keep giving the plug, but a lot of our the Marvel stuff that we do is going to be feeding off Marvel Unlimited. So, uh, like we said, next week we will be talking about Civil War, the original Civil War. Um, and that pretty much the lead up to that is winter soldier. There's a lot of other things that kind of play into it, but we're just going to do civil war in general. I know when civil war came out, pretty much every book in the Marvel universe tied into it. I yeah. mean, every book was tied into it, but we're just going with what is in the original, um, just bl- what do you want to call it? Blanket run mini series of civil yeah. war. Um, so read that if you can, we'll be doing that again in the second half of the show and give us some feedback, what you guys liked about us kind of breaking this down because part of this was us. We love doing the tardy tardis, breaking down the episodes of, um, Dr. Who trying to do it on the scale of a comic book with multiple issues. I noticed just as we were going along here, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. It's tough. Think, yeah. To cause you, it, so there's a lot more things you want to break down but like all right we have six issues to cover yeah, so let's it's kind of tough so if there's anything you guys think <laughs> we could do better or if you enjoyed it let us know the enthuselife at gmail.com let us know and you can find the email in the show notes um and then other than that i'm trying to think what's coming up this week i, I um i thought there was a, a series we were going to start watching oh have you do you know anybody that's watching yellowstone no it's that kevin costner show you know what i'm talking about there's a woman in my uh, work that is yeah. raving about this show and i'm just like really? Eh, like I don't know. I don't really want to yeah. watch that. 
Well, uh, when is the 31st of August? Is next Friday? Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll have another show in. But the second season of Ozark starts. Oh, nice. Did you? You didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. No. Oh my god. I know you liked it. We haven't watched it. It's so dark and brutal. Yeah, you told me. You told me. Can't wait. We talked about it on the show. You know what show is coming out too? I'm kind of interested in. Um, more so just for the actor that's in it is, did you see the preview for the Jack Ryan show? And it's John Krasinski playing Jack good. Ryan. So that looks right, looking decent. Like I want to watch yeah. it. That's a show where I'm like, I'm not going to be totally, the show is incredible, but it's, it's going to be one of those entertaining movies. Yeah. And I like John Krasinski to see him playing an action role. I think he's good for that. I think he's going to be cool. I a hundred percent. I think I saw a preview for it like yesterday. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, wow. Like he, he's like, he's almost, he's like a young like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, Jack you know Ryan I mean? like is he, the. Uh, what is that? That's um. Clancy stuff. Clancy, yeah. Tom Clancy. Yeah. So. Clear and present no, danger. I didn't know that's what it was. Uh, is that Jack Ryan? Uh, oh, uh, that character. Yeah, that, that character. He's from like uh, all those movies. Ryan yeah. Movies. Let me put in the movies. Uh, you hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, Some of All Fears. And but then, the, uh, but there was the Jack Ryan shadow recruit. Right. And, um, who was in that? That was, um, oh, what the hell was that? Matt Damon, I think. Yeah. Matt Damon played him. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Oh no, that's not Matt Damon. That's who's the guy that plays, um, uh, Captain Kirk in the new star, star Trek movies. And he was in Wonder uh, Woman. Yeah. I don't know. What Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He Dude, you know what's on every time I fire up my fire stick right now? And I'm like, I just got to watch this show just to see what the hell it's about. What is it? Goliath. Does oh. your show up on there? Uh-uh. We, we, don't, I mean, we don't use our fire stick anymore. Oh, you don't? No. Nope. Dude, like it's a Billy Bob Thornton show. It's like an Amazon Prime original. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's like on the second season. And they would update that, that main image on uh, the fire stick or the fire TV like pretty regularly. It's been up there for like two months. <laughs> well, maybe and are they putting out about. episodes? It must be like every episode. I don't know. Or every I don't week know there's what episode. it's about. I don't know, but it's it there all the time. And Billy Bob is huh. a pretty cool guy. So, oh yeah, uh, nice. If anybody's seen it, is you know it worth you it? know what they've Just been like, advertising no. the hell out of this week. What's that? Happy time murders. They have I, every time I go on YouTube or whatever. There's an ad for the dude, Happy Time Murders. I I, I want to see that, dude. You, I you, go see Jen, it. Would Jen really go see that movie with you? No. My brother-in-law would. I think my brother-in-law because <laughs> we have those that stupid kind of humor. So I, she would go because I, dude, I've dragged her to Star Wars and Avengers <laughs> and Infinity yeah, War. But I think this is a little bit beyond Star Wars and Avengers. I mean, this is like. I think I don't it's know. It's like Team America, friggin' she, she Kung, doesn't Kung Pao Fu. What was that? What was that movie? Kung, Kung Pao. Kung Pao. And the first dude, the movie is great. <laughs> the movie is great. Um, she doesn't like. She does not think Anchorman is funny. Okay, so then so don't take I don't her to think see this movie, she please. would. I don't think she would. Don't find take her to see this funny. movie, please. You're gonna, you're gonna be divorced if you're gonna see that. Oh, and man. dude, the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. I say it all the time. It's Team America. <laughs> it the funniest movie I've ever seen. Still the greatest. It One is. of the best viewing experiences too, man. Remember that it was oh, Robert M. Mall with Kenny. I missed a solid five minutes of that movie because the first time I heard the Team America theme song, now it's just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, we hear it all the time. Just just teleport yourself back to hearing 
imagining what it would be like to hear him for that for the first time. <laughs> I could not keep it together, dude. I don't know if you remember that or not. It wasn't, it was, when they do the slow version, America. <laughs> the part where he goes lick my butt and suck on my balls, like I just died. I couldn't. I couldn't All contain right. myself for a good five oh, minutes. Oh, we got to wrap it up there, everybody. Yeah. So, uh, as always, guys, thank you here for joining us. Uh, it, it was the Comic Fest this week, and I'll be honest with you, man. I think we're going to be kind of rolling with um, a lot of comic content here on the show. We're obviously doing the comic mm-hmm. book club. Uh, but then also, you know, I, I think if we're just kind of diving back into the Marvel books, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that coming up. But, of course, we got lots of great movies coming out. Venom is coming out in a few months. Mm-hmm. We have, which, which, by the way, the new trailer looked awesome that came out a few yeah. weeks ago. Uh, I'm totally on board for the movie now. Um, so we got we got some stuff coming up that we we're on board for the movie about. now. Like you weren't on board. I was very skeptical, man. <sighs> and you know what I'll say Why? too? Reading reading the Donny Cates Venom uh-huh. and how uh-huh. he's taking it more outside of the Spider-Man Venom because that's the thing, Venom. I'm like, how can you have a movie with no Peter Parker? Like, what is going to be on Venom's chest? Like, that is everything for Venom mm-hmm. is, is the revenge against that. How are you right. going to do it? And so, you know, we saw the plot. The trailer is more just the symbiote is this thing. And the guy thinks it's the next evolution of life. And then when you finally see him being Venom, looks cool. Donnie Cates is kind of taking it in that direction. It's like, sure, you know Spider-Man and Peter Parker, but he's creating a whole lore for the history of the symbiotes that has nothing to do with any of that. That's, cool. That's what's cool. So it's like, all right, I, we can have a Venom story that has nothing to do with Spider-Man and that's kind of what Kate's is doing and I think the movie will be better for that because people will maybe know that Venom at that point and it'll work cool and, and hopefully he's in Spider-Man on PS4 I don't know if he is but I hope he is that'd be pretty cool too it's gonna be great yep alright guys everybody thank you as always for making us a part of your week however you're tuning in and with that we'll catch you next week and Jason Later. we are back we're doing it